It is the Chicago First United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community who are making the lead stories this month at ChicagoVerseUnited.com. My name is Jaime Black. This week, an interview with Greta Morgan and Eric Hare of Gold Motel in support of their new self-titled sophomore record, Out Now. Here's how that sounds. Hi, i Black here with Eric and Greta from Gold Motel. How are you guys doing today? Great. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. How are you, man? Doing good. Awesome. Well, I want to talk to you guys about the new record and all this cool stuff you have going on, but let's kind of like take a look back. How has 2012 been for Gold Motel? It's been good. You know, we just played our first hometown show on the record at Shuba's, and it was sold out. It was really fun. Usually there's kind of a long incubation period from when you finish recording an album until it's released. So from the end of 2011 until really mid-2012, we've kind of just been waiting, you know, like waiting for it to come out. So the last two months have been really fun because it's actually out. We've been able to play some shows on it. You and I, Greta, we did an interview about a year ago at Lollapalooza. I know you were talking to a ton of people that weekend, but, but you know, Gold Motel was at Lala last weekend, or I'm sorry, last year, and this weekend, as of when we're recording this, Lollapalooza is happening right now. How did that performance impact Gold Motel? Did it put you on more people's radar, or was there anything in particular that afterwards you were like, oh my god, what a huge difference? I don't know. Do you think so? Yeah, I don't know. I think that, um, I think it helped, um, it helped us out, like, in a in a PR sense, like it was something that we could add to our resume that when we were, you know, trying to get other offers that we could add. So I think it helped us. Uh, I think from the other side, I don't know if it necessarily, I don't know if we necessarily garnished more fans or like, you know, got into more people's radar. Otherwise, um, I just felt, I kind of felt like we played it and then it was over. Yeah, I almost, I almost <laughs> felt like Lollapalooza was kind of the end cap at reward to having been on tour for a year on Summer House. That to me was almost like, hey guys, we've been working really hard this year. Now we get to play this awesome festival and see all these great people play. That was kind of like the last show that we did on that record. And then we started working on the new one immediately after in the fall. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is kind of like a capstone to that era almost, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, you know, I know that you guys were working on the record for, you know, a while, and you were letting fans really be part of the, you know, process with that, with all the studio updates and stuff. Like, what kind of response were you getting back in real time from people who saw those? Uh, you know, I think just excitement. People were excited. They wanted to know more. You know, it's kind of cool to be able to do that, to be able to send out teases. And Eric edited those videos, the kind of, like, found footage videos really quickly, and I, I even thought it was interesting watching those because taking little bits of the songs out of context made me even think about them differently, which is cool. Well, I know you guys have been on the road as of late. Like, you know, how long have you guys been touring, at, you know, for this current go-round? We just did, like, an 11-day tour to New York and back, and then we played Nashville the day before yesterday. So just, you know, kind of a short run. Really, we're just waiting and hoping that a support tour will come in where we can tour on a more national level. Did you get to hit any cities that you haven't performed in yet, or was it all markets where you've already been there before? Uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah, we played Asbury Park, New Jersey, which we've never played there before. And we just recently played in Nashville, which we have played before, but it was a long time ago. And it's one of the one of the cities that we don't really get to very much. Um, 
Yeah, I think those those were the, the two that we've been in those areas before, but it's been a while. <laughs> what was the response like? You know, were fans already familiar with the new material? Like, were they already excited about that? Or It was city to city. You know, it's funny because in some cities, like, if you're picked up on local radio, for example, like we are in St. Louis, it made a big difference with people actually singing along with the songs and knowing the record and kind of knowing the deal with the band. And then in some other cities, like say, you know, Asbury Park or Vienna, Virginia or whatever, where we're not on the radio and we're not really getting local press, then it was a little bit more kind of like we were introducing ourselves to people. So it really just depends. Like, I think the warmest responses were in New York, which was great. We played at Bowery Ballroom and then in Chicago and then even in Nashville, people were really kind of like responsive. Um, But it just depends, city to city. Well, I know that you guys have been getting a lot of really strong press. Like, when I check your Facebook page, you know, uh, I'm seeing all these, like, you know, studio sessions and write-ups and interviews. Like, how has that been getting such a warm response to the record? It's, it's been great. I really, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Greta, to a certain extent, feels the same way. But um, it's been great, and I'm glad that people like it and that we have gotten press from, you know, uh, like, Pace Magazine reviewed it in USA Today, like, big nationally syndicated places have done it and um everyone's received it very well and um we you know are getting a continuous amount of it but like nothing has uh nothing's come of it as of yet so it'd be nice if like there was something that came came out of all the all the great press that we're getting but you'd see it and I, i don't know i think from the outside looking in you'd kind of expect like well, these guys are on the verge of, like, you know, doing something big, and hopefully we are, but that hasn't quite happened yet. Yeah, like, press, getting good press is really, really fantastic, but sometimes they can be just, like, isolated events. And it's and, and really there needs to be something that kind of, like, unifies everything that clicks, you know? But, I mean, it's nice to get good reviews. I definitely don't live or die by them. I actually don't read a lot of them just because I'm too lazy to go on our Google alerts all the time. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to read three articles about myself every day. Yeah. Um, so, but really, to me, the important reviews are, like, playing it for our families and, like, playing it for my close friends who play music and kind of getting some honest responses from the people whose opinion I really value the most. And that had happened, like, months ago. You know, that happened, like, right when we were mixing. So I had already felt like, okay, you know, I watched my one-year-old niece dance to our songs that means you know that means they're good <laughs> that's huge though because you know children they can't be it you know what i mean like no they either like find a groove or they don't <laughs> yeah. and if she wasn't dancing to any of the songs you might be like you guys we got to go back in the studio i know yeah i know look the baby says this isn't a hit <laughs> yeah you call like your people you're like listen it's not testing well with babies yeah. we need to <laughs> i know these babies they're the new demographic i hear i hear well you know like what do you think is the most beneficial for bands because you guys are in a position where you know you've done lala you've done touring you've gotten press you know what is you know what are some some of the components that help bands the most whether it's financially promotionally you know awareness level whatever well there's you know there's a lot i think um I think the most important thing is that everything needs to click at the same time. Like, in in my experience from my past band and going into Gold Motel, I think the biggest, um, the biggest thing is just opening for larger artists. You know, if you can play right before someone who's really um, has a huge fan base and you can win over their fans, that is the most direct way. Someone sees the band play, they connect with your music, they connect with you, and then they want to follow you from then on. Um, you know, and then there are all sorts of other ways, like if your song gets picked up on the radio or if you get a song in a commercial, you know, like you can look at what, for example, what the iPod commercial did for Feist, who had already been a working musician for 10 plus years by the time that clicked, you know, like she had already been plugging away for many, many years. 
So it, it depends. It can be a number of things, and you just never know when when it's going to happen. But I mean, it's still it seems it sounds like it's still a lot of the tried and true methods, like like you said, getting in front of a large audience and getting on the radio. Yeah. Even though I think some of those, you know, especially the radio side, you know, you'll talk to a lot of artists who feel like it's passe, but. You know, I think that there is a lot of power to it. Well, I think particularly cool college radio. Yeah. You know, like people are paying attention to cool stations. Or like in Chicago, for example, like I still listen to XRT. And I think they play a really good array of stuff, both, you know, older, newer, indie, more popular. It's just it's just a good mix. I mean, there is. I saw, I don't know what the exact statistic was, or I thought maybe you'll remember. But it was something like 85% of, like, music listeners find out about mu- new music through the radio still, um, which is a huge amount. And I think like just being maybe at the the age that I'm at and, um, which I'm 24 and and, like listening to the the types of music that I listen to and being involved in more like the, the indie circuit and what stereo gum saying, what pitchfork is saying, that's a really small sect of people, you know, that's not the majority. And in my own little bubble, you know, sometimes I feel like it is, and I forget that there's, you know, 85% of the country is still finding out about things by listening to the radio, and as much as I think that's a prehistoric way to find out about things, like, that's not the case for 85% of the population. Well, I mean, yeah, you look at Lollapalooza, and it's all artists who are on the radio versus Pitchfork, which is in Union Park, which is a great festival, but that's in Union, and then Lala just keeps expanding into Grant Park until it's probably going to take over four square miles maybe, of land. Maybe they'll put, like, trampolines on the lake that people can yeah. now <laughs> watch from. <laughs> now, what were some of the goals with creating this new record? Because obviously you guys have some, you know, efforts under your belt and you're not new to the game. Well, I always I always look at goals as, like, there are things that are in your control and there are things that are out of your control. And I think you need to kind of gauge your expectations and your goals according to what you can actually control. So what we were going for creatively is we just wanted to um, be able to make an album that we were really proud of. You know, Summerhouse kind of came together in this makeshift way where I had recorded some stuff with Dan and I thought it was going to be a solo project, but then we became a band after the EP and so we like finished this album together kind of in bits and pieces. You know, it's almost like a collage album. And we had been touring on it for a long time with the five-member band. So when we went in to make this album, we approached it in that way, arranging all together. So I guess really we were just trying to make something that we were proud of that sounded like you know, five people playing in a room and not this kind of makeshift patchwork album. Yeah, I mean, a full, you know, band cohesive record, right? Right. Yeah, so that's what was in our control, which I think we accomplished. You know, like, I'm proud of the content on the album, and I'm glad people are responding to it. And then beyond that, I mean, the the goals are always just... Oh, it got really quiet in here. <laughs> the goals are always, I think, just to keep reaching more people, be able, being able to tour in more places with interesting bands. You know, it's just kind of like continuing yeah. to grow as musicians individually and collectively and to allow the band to keep growing. It's like it's like any baby, you know, anybody starts a, a little... A back little to the back to the babies. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, you know, it's just like you start, you start a project and kind of learns how to walk and at some point it's got to just like stand on its own feet and do its thing and so that's what we're hoping gold motel will do now i think you guys are in a good position for that you know um something that i've noticed in listening to the record my own perception of it and then even reading reviews like seeing people talk about you guys is that people really view you at least in my opinion they view you guys as kind of this very summery band i've seen you guys called like sunshine pop is that something that influences you guys as much as 
I think people think that it does, where you, they see you guys as very much a summer kind of band, if that makes sense. Well, I think that was clearly the concept for Summer House, which yeah. you might be able to guess by the title. Um, and so automatically fans, you know, sense that that was the idea with that album. So they make those kind of associations from now on with the guitar tones and with the way my voice sounds. So even now, I think, on the new album where there are more melancholy moments, they still hear the same type of guitar tones in my voice, and, and then they'll go, oh, this is what, you know, the sunshine pop sound is. So it's, um, you know, we didn't intentionally set out to do that with this new record. You know, there happens to be a lot of music I like and that Eric likes that would be considered, like, West Coast pop, but we didn't specifically say, like, let's make a concept album, let's be a sunshine pop band. Well, you know, you guys have been on tour as of late. The new record just dropped about a month ago. It's self-titled. It's your sophomore debut, or not sophomore debut, it sophomore effort. What else is on deck for Gold Motel in 2012 or even 2013? We're keeping our fingers crossed for good stuff. Um, there's nothing that we can announce right now. You know, we submitted for a lot of support tours to open for bigger artists in the fall, so hopefully something like that will come through. Well, I hope it does. I think the record is really fantastic, and it's a big step up. So, you know, best of luck on everything you guys are doing, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been the Chicago First United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to Greta Morgan and Eric Hare of Gold Motel for being on the show this week. Check out the group's new self-titled sophomore record out now. You can find past episodes of the Chicago First United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with the Academy Is, Empires, Mark Rose, and many, many more. You can find the Dynasty Podcast Network at dynastypodcast.com. The Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.